Indie Film Review with me, Jared. And Dan. And Dan. Dun, 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 dun. Dan, what are we doing today? Today is a loose fit. Ooh. A loose goose in your caboose. What does that mean? I'm really dumb. Tell me. That means I let a goose out in the caboose of a train and, <laughs> and he's waddling around making everybody's life um, happy because we love geese here. Oh, you know, that's the exact plot of Bullet Train. Wow. That's really crazy <laughs> that you would say that. No, so we're going to just, this is a relaxed episode. Uh, we're just going to talk about whatever, a ketchup episode, if you will. No mustard. Ketchup. Thank you. Hashtag no mustard. And um, yeah, that's what we're doing, you know? Uh, less about indie films, more about films in general. Maybe we'll talk about some indies. Maybe we won't. We'll talk about maybe video games. Maybe we'll even talk about something else that's not independent films. Oh, shit. Maybe we'll talk about, you know, uh, insert joke here. So, uh, <laughs> Dan, why don't you start us off? You got a, you got a yes. little film B for us? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to talk about... Three films and then some some surprise. Oh, so okay, okay. I I've been watching a lot of like um I've been getting in the Netflix mail like these these Japanese horror anthologies mm. and mm-hmm. they are like some of them are really bad some of them are really good some of them are just like what is going on so let's talk a little bit about a couple of them. There was one where <laughs> they're they're maybe not ghost stories just like supernatural stories so they're not like super scary but they're really off putting and strange. There was one that I remember that um. This girl, she finds out from an early age that she regenerates. Like anytime she gets hurt, like she regenerates rapidly, and then um, uh, that she's just an X Men. Yeah, basically, that's just Wolverine. Her her dad, like he abuses her, and she accidentally he's trying to he's making an advance on her and then she freaks out and then she pours hot boiling water all over her leg and it scars it up really bad and Mm -hmm. her dad's a surgeon so he's like no you can't have any scars so he like saws her leg off and then the next day she has a new leg or it's growing back so she fast forward down the line she she has a fiance yeah fast forward down the line she has a fiance she's telling him about this crazy story and she's like, I've, I've always thought that, like, um, even if I cut my head off, it would grow back. So he does something to where it injures her face and he she has a scar on the face. So he cuts her head off and he buries it in the backyard and he sits the body upright in her in in a chair. And he's trying he's he's waiting till the next day for, to see what happens if she grows her head back. And in the middle of the night, he hears a crying out in the in the woods and so her body isn't growing a head back but her head is growing a body back and it's really fucked up looking <laughs> that's fucking amazing it was it was really cool like what's the name of this anthology so people can look it i up. don't remember the name of the anthology that that one came from it was they had two out it was volume one and volume two but it's from the studio that did the ring and the grudge Okay, so Dude, like that sounds so good. Like I was freaked out. You just describing it to me. Yeah, it's disgusting. And there was like a lot of really good ghost stories. Like oh, there was one really good one about like um, a ghost waiting till the day somebody dies, and it has a really cool twist. I'm not going to give it away. And then um, the, the the most recent one I watched wasn't from that um, 
it wasn't from that series. It was from a different series. And there were so many short films, just so many short films. And each one had an interstitial with, with like a really funny, like, uh, wow, <laughs> like, like, what? A, like a, like a, uh, little music a, sting, a little music sting, but it was like metal and it was really funny. But that one had a lot of freaky shit. Like, this girl, like a ghost was coming out of a closet. So the top of the closet had the the hands grasping and the bottom mm-hmm. of the closet was the head that <laughs> poked out. And you're like, what Whoa, the fuck was that? Anatomy. Yeah, that's, that's a little creepy. It makes me think of uh, the Trigun interstitials when you're watching the anime and it would like cut to commercial. It was like... Yeah, it was exactly like that. Anyway. That's pretty good. I, I love Japanese horror, so... There's there's that. Jared, what's yours? I have another horror movie I can talk about called Incantation. I watched that too. Yeah. So it, this film is a Taiwanese supernatural found footage horror film that I immediately went and told Dan about because I'm like, this movie fucking rocks. Yeah. It's really good. I thought it was scary. My wife, not she's like, it was good, but I didn't think it was scary. And I'm like, you're heartless. It wasn't the scariest movie. But it did have some elements that were just like, whoa. <laughs> wow, both of you, heartless. Uh, so it's on Netflix right now if you want to go watch it. Incantation, I think it's really, really good. Well, Dan, let, tell me your thoughts first before I kind of talk about the so, a little bit. So the creepiness about the daughter is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of really cool found footage elements to it but then they do a lot of really interesting editing like editing is really important to this film and then oh man the jump scare of the woman in that one store that she went to that advised them not to feed the daughter for a week yeah yeah that scene was so scary (laughs) so the the main plot is this woman is cursed and anyone around her shares in that curse and uh, she, well, actually, she was cursed when she was pregnant, so her baby is also kind of cursed and sharing it. And she's trying to figure out a way to get rid of this thing, because they, they had done something they shouldn't have done. And the whole time, it, it, it toys around with the idea of curses and blessings, and how yes. one person can see something as a curse while the other can see it as a blessing. And they do a lot of really fun stuff with, like you said, editing and camera trickery. And the film actually asks you to recite blessings and curses as you're going through the film. And, like, there's a scene where it holds on, uh, like, a black and white image for a really, really long time, and it, it asks you to say something over and over again, and then when it's done, it cuts away from that image, and the image is burned into the screen from your your retina, you know, like, when you get a camera flash? Yeah. It was so cool. I was like, oh my god, I can't stop seeing the fucking image everywhere. I've never seen that in a movie, either. <laughs> like, just play- so that that's the editing thing that i'm talking about yeah yeah, it's like intentionally doing that to you i'm like so many cool things i've never seen in a horror film before i thought it was a blast uh for some reason it only has a 6.2 on imdb i don't understand that yeah it's at least at seven i would i would rate it come on swimming in sevens 7.5 what are we doing but yeah that movie's really good so we talked about a good horror film let's talk about a bad horror film very Ooh. quickly a film called uma u-m-m-a Um uh And it seems very, very promising at first. I think it was on Hulu when I watched it. It's about a mother who is very possessive of her daughter because when she was young, her mother would abuse her and emotionally, very emotionally abusive. So she's trying to do the opposite, but in doing so, she's overcorrecting and kind of becoming her mom. And I found the film to be 
very paint by numbers, pretty obvious where it was going. Was, like the dialogue delivery was weird. Uh, I'm, I'm, cause I thought the actors were really good. So I'm probably going to blame that on the writing, but yeah, Sandra O, oh, Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. There's a lot of great, like Fifel, uh Stewart. She was really good in this. Just the story was just really lackluster. And the jump scares and the scary moments were just like, bam, bam, bam. Like, they wouldn't stop. There was, like, no breathing room. And they just kept happening and happening. And they were so silly. In, the, in like, this type of a film, you would think, like, oh, are all the supernatural things in the mom's head? Is it really happening? And the film throws it out the window pretty fast. It's like, no, it's all real. There's ghosts. And they're going to harass you if you don't bury them properly. Or, I don't It's, like, stupid shit like that. But, so, one example is the mom has this very traditional dress that uh, she got from her mother. She's like, oh, that's my mother's dress and blah, blah, blah. It's very sentimental to me. Well, you don't like your mother. Why don't you throw it out? And I'm thinking like, oh, that's because in the third act, she's going to wear that and chase her daughter around, you know, like with a <laughs> knife or something. And I'm like, that's exactly what happens. And it's fucking, I don't know, it's just fucking lame. So yeah, fuck that movie. It's not that great. Dan, do you have another film? I watched a film on Prime called The Appearance. It's another horror movie. Ooh, on um, Prime. It's a period okay. piece about a um, <laughs> period piece. <laughs> Go ahead. It, it's it takes place um, like the same time medieval England. Medieval England. It, it takes place in a monastery, and they have like a witch, witch that they have dubbed to be a witch, and. Um, they are about to execute her, but they get it, it, there's an intervention from a inquisitor and his faithful priest. Oh. He's like, this monastery is authorizing executions without consulting the church. So this inquisitor, he kind of doesn't have faith, but his priest has faith. So, and his priest is played by um, Christian Naren, the guy, the Hodor from. Oh, from, uh, cool, cool. the Hodor from Hodor. No, from Hodor and Friends. Yeah, yeah. Hodor, Hodor and Friends. from Hodor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that an Inquisitor is the main character good guy that we're rooting for yeah, in this? Yeah, right. That's pretty wild. Okay, awesome. continue. Anyway, he like he's he goes and he determines whether or not this girl's a witch, and like a lot of things happen during the time. Like there's mysterious deaths, and he's trying to explain it away by saying, "Hey, it's not this." It's this. You guys are yeah. just you're, hysteria. You guys are just buying into hysteria and you're trying to kill an innocent girl. I'm trying to prevent that. And then it turns out at the end that she's not so innocent. Oh. <laughs> so you know, it would have been cool, actually, if if it really played with expectations and she was just like, there is no magic. I think that would be kind of Yeah, funny. I mean, regardless, I enjoyed the movie. It was well acted. Um, a lot of really cool. Like, it wasn't super scary. It was just eerie. Um mm -hmm. But it was it turned into whodunit, and I, I just I, I have like a love for whodunits. Oh, me too. I love a good mystery. Yeah, the whodunit kind of happened a little too quickly. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. a whodunit until the last thirty minutes of the movie or last twenty minutes of the movie, and you're like, oh, it's a whodunit now. Okay, but oh, it was it was gotcha. fun, and the deaths are pretty awesome, and like the imagery is pretty awesome. It only has a it's four point seven out of five on IMDb. I would say five or six. Yeah, five. <laughs> it what was, was it called again? Uh, the Appearance. The Appearance. I, I kind of love stuff. I like that kind of stuff. Was it like a more slocky type of film? or no. uh, It was like a little more elevated than that? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm into that. Like a slow burn. Yeah. Slow burn. I like it. Speaking of Amazon Prime, 
The next film I want to talk about is called Dear Zachary, A Letter to Ooh. a Son About His Father. That's the it's documentary. On Prime. Yes. How is that? Yes. Look into my eyes, Dan. <laughs> is it really sad? You have to see this documentary. <laughs> it's incredibly sad and fucked up. It, for some reason, doesn't have a very high, again, IMDb score. That's the one that basically, like, he somebody gets murdered and it's like a letter to the son, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I believe if I remember correctly, the, the father is murdered by his own mother. And then the son is born. And the film is about writing a letter to this, this newborn saying like, what happened basically yeah. and like the fight of the grandparents to try to get custody from the murderer yeah you know and get the kid away from this psycho lady and uh it's there's more to it than that there's a lot of twists and turns the film gets fucking crazy it's extremely indie is what i'll say i still think it's very very well done um some of the negatives is he plays around with repeating uh phrases over and over again which works sometimes i think other times it doesn't is he's doing it for uh comedic effect not comedic effect <laughs> but you know like dramatic effect yeah, yeah and there's other times where the volume starts to rise and it and it like it gets so loud that we had to like turn the tv down a couple times mm. like the volume correct on it was a little off and it was a little off-putting if other than that the story is so compelling you'll get hooked in immediately with just the craziness and he also is like kind of it's kind of fast-paced how he he throws the information out like he's moving really really quick i i enjoyed it i i, I don't i don't think that kind of pace bothered me too much but my wife was like it was a little much at times like yeah it was he, he kind of gives you anxiety through the editing a bit I, I i'm wondering if that's intentional um but yeah dear zachary do you want to cry yes or no if you answer yes you should watch this movie <laughs> it's really wild Oh, boy. What a fucking film. Okay. A doc. We give a doc. Okay, Jared. I watched Pig. Oh, you watched Pig? I Nicholas watched Cage. Pig. The film my wife will not let me watch. She, she she's like basically has banned Nick Cage films. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Anytime I'm like, look at all these great Nick Cage films. She's like, no, I don't want to watch it. That's what she sounds like, by the no, way. No, a lot of them are bad. Like, I'm not going to lie. A lot of them are terrible. Oh, of course. They're terrible. Pig was good. Pig was wonderful. Pig has a... I'll give Pig a... I'll give Pig a seven. Almost a seven and a half. But it has... Listen, this... this oh, I'm sorry. I just have to get this out. Don't let a bad movie stop you from watching it. Yes. All right? That's, that's what I want on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's Go ahead. Um, so, Pig... It also stars Alex Wolf, the the kid from Hereditary, the older brother. Oh, okay. Basically, Pig is about this... Wait, is it about a pig? Yes, it's about a pig. It's about a chef nice. that goes off the grid because he's tired of society and tired of people treating him like shit. And he's just like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go... Cage is a chef. Yeah. And he's he's the chef. And he owns a truffle hunting pig. And he, he how he gets money or how he... He doesn't get money. He gets supplies. He hunts for truffles... With this pig, but he doesn't, you find out later in the film, he doesn't need the pig. He just knows where truffles are because he's fucking Nick Cage. <laughs> That's so funny. So he hunts for truffles and he gives them to this kid 
and this kid goes and he sells the truffles out in Oregon. They live in Oregon. So like he sells them mm. all over Portland and Nick Cage gets paid in supplies, like, you know, milk and stuff. And he just lives out there in, in the wilderness. And one day somebody comes and steals his pig and he has to go find it. Fucked up. And, um, without giving too much away, because I think people should watch this movie. It's really good. It goes on this journey of him trying to find this pig, but he's like this disgruntled chef that doesn't care about society at all. So he <laughs> uses this kid to get into places, but doesn't really tell him anything. So like, there's kind of like a hardship there. And mm. there's, there's a couple weird things. So first of all, there's this really crazy fight ring in this movie that people pay to beat up chefs that they, they've worked for before. <laughs> what yeah like <laughs> you can like the chef can get money or something like people put money oh down God. and like it's so specific it's so fucking weird like i i still can't really i need to watch it again like i don't quite understand why this fight club exists how it works is like he sit, he stands there with his arms behind his back and he just lets the guy wail on him and then there's supposed to be a counter, but in the film, the guy who's running it, like, is pissed off at Nick Cage for some reason. So he doesn't, he lets the, the timer go on a little bit longer. So Nick Cage just gets wow. the shit kicked out of him. Okay. Is this film not, is it like a surrealist type of film? Mildly, but no. Do you think it's more of like a commentary on something else where it's like, we want to get some points across and the story's going to get as wild as it needs to about something to do with chefs, I guess, or like, yeah, I think that that's industry. what it is. Yes. Uh, Cause it, this, this sounds like fantastical to me. It's like really, it crazy. is. It, it feels, it feels very <laughs> like an magical. odyssey almost, it, it right? It is most certainly an odyssey. Now mm. the best part about this film, why I want to give it more than a seven is Nicolas, Nicolas Cage has... Nicolay? Nicolay. Nicolas Cage has two... I'm going to call them quasi-monologues because they are included as part of dialogue, but everybody stops talking after he says this long-winded thing, and each one of them is so good. The first one, he's talking about the world ending, and then the second one, he's talking about like this new... like He goes and he meets this chef that knows something about his pig, and he's like, yeah, you used to work for me. And he's like... Yeah, I didn't think he would remember. He's like, I know everybody who ever worked for me. And he goes on this thing about, he's like, what are you doing here? Like, these people, they don't care about you. And he just goes on for, it just makes this guy feel fucking worthless. And the whole time the guy's just sitting there kind of smiling, fighting back tears. It was wonderful. It was so, like. Holy and shit, And it wasn't like, it wasn't crazy Nick Cage dialogue. It was like, I am a hardened cook veteran. And I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> and I'm only giving you free advice because I don't know. I feel bad for you. It like oh that was the ad. It was so good. Like so, writing in this movie is fantastic. Um, dialogue, at least. The, some of the story was a bit weird. Like I'm kind of on the fence about. But like overall, I I really enjoyed the film. It's giving me like True Detective vibes. The nihilism from the main yeah, character yeah. and just his apathy. He's like, oh yeah. Why do anything? Just live in the woods with your pig. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have no more films, Jared. I do, however, have music. 
All right, yeah, let's get into it. So, um, Jared and I listened to a a, a podcast um, called the F Plus, and the F Plus, like, I don't know what it is, but they always use like the, these crazy off the wall tunes to intro their yeah. songs, and I end up loving what they play. I'm like, this is awesome. So, like, I found Santa Gold through the F Plus. I found uh, Lily Allen through the F Plus. And now, well, what is the F plus? So, if people so want to the check F plus, out. if you want to listen to it, it's just basically these people make documents for these readers, and they, it's just like a group of friends reading things that are just documents of copy and pasted pages from the internet of terrible things, like whether they're like <laughs> they're stupid or they are disgusting or they yeah, are yeah, yeah. stupid and disgusting, and they always have bad grammar and they read everything like phonetically and it's fucking hilarious anyway they read it like they're acting and like yes it's, it's wonderful so you get these these pockets of terrible internet that are read to you as if it's a performance and that's basically what the f plus is but to intro and outro their shows they used like these indie rock artists and they had one on this last episode called the viagra boys have you heard of them no okay the viagra boys so the the Viagra Boys are a newer band, and they remind me. So let me the 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 song that they that got me into them was called "The Cognitive Tradeoff Hypothesis" from their new album from June called Cave World, and it is that song in particular is about how chimpanzees chased our ancestors out of trees and now we have to like live and speak a new language like we had to learn to speak it, it gets a really good um weird it's a really good song but that whole album is fucking amazing and then i went back and i listened to their first two albums and they are fucking amazing they formed in 2019 and i will tell you what they remind me of is old school like 80s punk combined with nice. a really heavy talking heads like metal talking heads what combined with so that's that's kind of their feeling for the majority of their songs, but then sometimes they're just like, you know what, we're just gonna make a really cool groovy beat and make it a mellowed out song. So they what go from the really fuck? heavy to really mellow, and it just doesn't matter what, dude. Like I am so obsessed with them now. Like I love them. They're I got really it. I got them pulled up. I'm definitely gonna check them out. Um, I'm liking the art for some of their weird. Yes. Uh, but covers, they, you know? they, like so many of their songs remind me of Talking Heads, just a very heavy version. They are not as poetic as Talking Heads because I think David mm. Byrne is a amazing poet. These guys, they're pretty tongue in cheek with their satire. So it's not like they are creative, but it's not like they are wowing me with metaphors. Like some of their metaphors mm. are pretty on the nose and like, but that kind of fits their style. Well, that's punk, man. Yeah. I mean, punk is just like, we're not going to fuck around with metaphor. I'm just going to scream like, yeah. fuck Nazis, you know? I, like, I, that's I the... think you'll really like it. I think you'll really <laughs> like it. There's no, there's no ambiguity so about here, it. Here's, here's my, here was my foray into them. So definitely listen to that one I told you first, the cognitive trade-off theory. Yeah, but then the second one, listen to Troglodyte. Troglodyte, because that's the one that I, as soon as I listen to it, I'm like, this is fucking Talking Heads. This is who they are. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, you got me so fucking hyped. All right, all right, I'm, I'm putting it in into my uh, search history right yeah, now. Yeah, everybody should go listen to Viagra Boys. Also, great, great band name. <laughs> oh shit! All right, yeah, I'll check it out. Man, these guys seem weird. Just right they're up from my alley. Sweden too, excited. and they speak. Oh my god. They are Swedish, but they don't sound Swedish at all. Like they, 
<laughs> they are they sound like a American punk band from the 1980s. It's crazy. Well, it's funny because sometimes you'll hear uh, an artist speak, and then when they sing, it's completely different. You're like, how yeah. do you even make that sound? I'm always impressed by uh, musicians and singers. Very quickly, I want to talk about two films I saw in theaters. Theaters. The first one, we'll talk only briefly, Bullet Train, because I had mentioned it before. I still think this movie is worth seeing. It's about uh, a hitman who goes on a train and he's like, I don't want to hurt people anymore. I would like to just do simple jobs of like, you know, snatch, like steal a thing and leave, right? Or whatever. I don't like, I don't want to hurt people anymore. He's been going to therapy. He's trying to figure out his life. And there's this huge cavalcade of crazy, interesting, weird characters that start to show up. They're all different, like assassins and bad guys. And they're all, for some reason, stuck on this train together trying to get this briefcase. And there's more to it than that. I really like the dialogue, the style, the fight scenes are really cool. The film was pretty funny. I was smirking and laughing. I noticed when I was watching the theater, no one was really laughing at, like, I felt like I was the <laughs> only one laughing, <laughs> which has happened sometimes, but I was really enjoying myself watching this. I will say the last, the third act of the film is a little overblown and it gets silly. Like it gets, it goes like overboard silly where you're like, I, we could cut a lot of this out. A lot of this, like we kind of don't need. It didn't bother me that much. Like, I still think this is a really fun film to watch. I don't know if it would feel different out of theaters though. Seeing it in the theater really helped me mm. enjoy it more. Yeah. It's certainly not you know, film of the fucking year or anything. I don't think it's going to win any awards, but it's like a dumb action movie that kind of harkens back to like older action films for me. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that movie's pretty good. Anyways, the film I really want to talk about is Nope. Oh yeah. Have you seen this? Yes, I have seen Nope. Okay. Now we can't spoil it. <laughs> I mean, we're coming to the end of the episode, so I guess I won't get into it too much, but the film is... It's got Western vibes, it's got horror, it's got sci-fi, it has amazing acting, amazing camera work and editing. It's got original ideas I've never seen before, mm -hmm. it's got a message that it's trying to deliver, which I found that certain, uh, not certain people, um, some people were a little confused about what's going on in the film, and I don't think this is a spoiler or anything, but what I think is going on in this film is, it's all about filming things yeah that's and exactly what it's about. taking advantage of what you're filming so it's like in a scenario of like would you help this person that's in trouble or would you just film them to like post it online later or you know would you risk life and limb to get the perfect shot or to get you know what i mean or like would you abuse animals or people that you know to get the shots that you want for yeah. whatever film you're making and that's the big thing about this movie and it, it just, it flows throughout the whole thing. Even, even weird little instances, like there's a thing about like an ape. Okay, or a, a so I wanted to bring this. up, so the chimpanzee is definitely like the scariest part of the film, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's, it's basically about a chimp that goes fucking nuts. And on a, on a movie set. On a movie set. And or a, that, or a like, sitcom that set. That is absolutely horrifying because monkeys scare the shit out of me. Um, oh, they'll fucking rip your arms off. They'll rip your face right also, off. Also... There's a really cool, like, pretty fucking terrifying fake-out sequence in the film. 
mm-hmm. that like it's it's not what you think it is, but it's freaky whenever you're looking. Like even if it is what you're thinking it is, it's or if, even if it's not what you think it is, it still terrifies. <laughs> you. It's it's crazy, and I feel like the the whole like sitcom ape or whatever. I love how that doesn't make any sense until later on because it's one of the first things you're introduced to and you're like what is going on what is this for a while i was just like how does this tie in and it does and i think it does a really good job of tying it in but yeah overall what a just an amazing film and half the film i think is scary the other half is not scary but i was still enjoying the fuck it was just like a fun ride i was excited to see the characters triumph it's so fucking weird like it is something that you have never seen before it's a concept that is brand new yeah okay so like basically if you don't know anything about it it's about ufos but it's a it's a ufo treat meat that you have never seen it sounds like you said treat meat oh it's a ufo treatment that you have never seen it's a ufo treat meat yeah, and that's I mean that's all we should say. We shouldn't yeah. talk about it anymore. But go see Nope if you haven't seen it. If you can still see it in theaters, dude, Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele and sound design, like that man knows sound amazing. design. Amazing. It is amazing. crazy. Or he has an amazing team. He knows what he wants his film to sound like. It's it's cuz Get Out was the same way. Get Out has amazing yeah. sound design. Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't a really big fan of Us. I thought Us is a solid film, but yeah. it didn't really speak to I me like on on, a, on that level. Nope is his best film in my opinion. He's really mm. just fucking killing it. Um, what a tour de force! What tour a tour de, de force! What a tour de force! Tour de force! All right, that's it, guys. You can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. We have a Patreon for those who want to um, donate. If you are a filmmaker, uh, we have a six-month waiting list for your film, basically. And if you don't want to wait six months after you submit it, then um, you donate to us a $5 donation one time, and we will put it on a shorter list. That's right. Normally about two weeks-ish. So check that out. Yeah, we've even been having people um, donate, and they're like, "Review our film at like a very specific date." Yes, we you know, do and that as so well. we're doing that too. Absolutely, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Go check out the Necropoticon.com. A lot of good podcasts over there. You can go check it out, like Gunpowder Trees and No Plot. They're over there wrestling up. It's a <laughs> well, maybe they're wrestling, wrestling. but it's a. Uh, it's a uh, actual play, roleplay RPG. And I say that right? I probably didn't say it right. It's like D&D, but like dark. It's got like dark eldritch vibes going through it, which I fucking love. Hell yeah. And then, but sometimes the characters are silly, but it's it still kind of maintains that like really dark metal vibe. And I'm super into it. But yeah, go check that out. Um, appreciate you, Dan. You got the final word. Nope. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.